Uh, today's reading is from Matthew 2, 1 through 12. After Jesus was born in Bethlehem and Judea, during the time of King Herod, Magi from the east came to Jerusalem and asked, Where is the one who has been born King of the Jews? We saw his star in the east and have come to worship him. When King Herod heard this, he was disturbed, and all Jerusalem with him. When he had called together all the people's chief priests and teachers of the law, he asked them where the Christ was to be born. In Bethlehem and Judea, they replied, for this is what the prophet was written, has written. But you, Bethlehem, and the land of Judah, are by no means least among the rulers of Judah. For out of you will come a ruler who will be the shepherd of my people, Israel. Then Herod called the Magi secretly and found out from them the exact time the star had appeared. He sent them to Bethlehem and said, Go and make a careful search for the child. As soon as you find him, report to me, so that I too may go and worship him. After they had heard the king, they went on their way, and the star they had seen in the east went ahead of them until it stopped over a place where the child was. When they saw the star, they were overjoyed. On coming to the house, they saw the child with his mother Mary, and they bowed down and worshipped him. Then they opened their treasures and presented him with gifts of gold and of incense and of myrrh. And having been warned in the dream not to go back to Herod, they returned to their country by another route. Amen. We've been in an advent series called the miracles of christmas we've talked about the miracles in the moments we've talked about god's perfect timing we've talked about the miracles in the message and how jesus is god's full and perfect revelation of himself we've talked about the miracles in god's methods how his thoughts are not our thoughts and neither are his ways our ways his ways are always higher and better than anything we could ever imagine. But you know, as I studied this week, I realized we've never really defined what a miracle is. We're talking about miracles in the moments, miracles in the message, but what is a miracle? We've never talked about that. So I looked it up. Webster's Dictionary defines a miracle as an extraordinary event in the physical world that surpasses all known human or natural powers and is ascribed to a supernatural cause. Dictionary.com describes it as an extraordinary event that manifests divine intervention in human affairs. It's an extremely outstanding or unusual event. I like this definition of a miracle better a miracle is when the sacred meets the ordinary and it makes an extraordinary difference in the world that's a miracle you see god is always intersecting with the ordinary in his word especially in the christmas story we see god meet the ordinary in joseph who was just a young man, an ordinary carpenter. We see God meet the ordinary in Mary, a young, ordinary girl. 
God meets the ordinary and the shepherds who are just sitting with their sheep in the field. And yet, they're the first ones to hear about the newborn king. What about the town of Bethlehem? God meets the ordinary in an ordinary small town on the outskirts of the big city of Jerusalem. It's a very ordinary way to bring the king of kings into the world. And in our text this morning, we hear of kings, or sometimes they're called the magi. They're coming to see this babe in the manger. Now, we don't know much about these kings. We assume there are three because there were three gifts, but we really don't know how many there really were. Scripture doesn't tell us. But what we do know is that they came from the east. They came from outside the nation of Israel. They weren't local. They weren't even named. They were considered outsiders. And yet, they're the first ones to respond to the news of Jesus in the Gospel of Matthew. So what's the lesson for us in this story of the Magi? You see, the Magi take this long, arduous journey through the desert because of a star, an ordinary star that God used to get their attention. This ordinary star was used by God as an invitation to come and see. Those words are pretty familiar, aren't they? Come and see. Jesus used those words. In John chapter 1, Jesus looked around and saw them falling. What do you want, he asked. And they replied, Rabbi, where are you staying? Come and see, he said. In John chapter 1, a little bit further, Nathanael exclaims, Nazareth, can anything good come from Nazareth? Come and see for yourself, Philip explained. After the Samaritan woman meets Jesus at the well, she runs back to tell the others, Come and see a man who's told me everything I ever did. Could he possibly be the Messiah? After Jesus was buried and the woman came to the tomb, the angel appears before them and tells them, Don't be afraid. I know you're looking for Jesus who was crucified. He isn't here. He is risen from the dead just as he said would happen. Come and see where his body was. The psalmist in chapter 66, come and see what our God has done. What awesome miracles he performs for his people. God is always inviting us to come and see. He's always pursuing a relationship with us. He uses everything to get our attention. Even the mundane, ordinary things in life. Getting sick, staying in a hospital bed. He uses everything. But the first thing we notice with the Magi is how different they are from Herod. How different they are from the religious priests. 
We might say that Herod and the priests were insiders. They had access to the scriptures. They had access to the prophecy of the Messiah. They had access to this king of Jews and where he was being born. Verse 4 tells us, When he had called together all of the people's chief priests and teachers of the law, Herod asked them where the Messiah was to be born. In Bethlehem in Judea, they replied, for this is what the prophet has written. But you, Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are by no means least among the rulers of Judah, for out of you will come a ruler. They knew what was going to happen. If anyone should have seen the miracle in the birth of Jesus, it is them. But they don't. They don't recognize anything out of the ordinary. They don't see anything significant until the Magi pointed out. Don't you see his star? Don't you see it? His star is right there. We saw his star. The Magi have come all this way because they saw the star. An ordinary star that was used by God. It was a divine phenomenon that lit their path, and it guided them to the exact place where Jesus was. Astronomers have tried to explain the star. For years and years, they've tried to explain it. Its presence, what's it made of? How did it form in the sky? Was it the tail of a comet? Was it a planetary alignment? Was it Jupiter? Was it a constellation that just went crazy? But when we try to find a rational reason for the star, we miss the point. The star is a miracle. It defies rational explanation. Miracles don't meet the standards of rationality. Because with this star, God intersects the ordinary. And he makes an extraordinary difference in the world. This ordinary star used by God leads outsiders to the newborn king. The star guides them from far away, leads them to worship, while the so-called insiders, the religious priests and Herod, miss it completely. In ancient times, it was common for stars and heavenly bodies to be in attendance at the birth of a king, at someone famous. But the importance of this star wasn't with its presence. The importance of this star was the invitation for everyone else to come. The miracle is in the transformation that occurs in the Magi. It invites them to seek. The star invites them to find out more. Rather than just a brightness, the Magi are compelled to go. They're compelled to ask, discover, and seek. The first word out of their mouth was, where? Where? Where is the one who was born king of the Jews? It's the same question that seekers ask today. Where is this Savior, this Jesus that you tell me about? Where is this one that you claim is the answer to all my troubles? Where is he? We find him in the ordinary parts of our lives. The mundane things is where we find him. 
C.S. Lewis tells us that miracles are retelling in small letters of the very same story which is written across the whole world in letters too big for us to see. We see the sky, we see the planets in alignment, perfect alignment. All of this around us is a miracle. And we miss it. And so God uses the mundane things to say, I'm here. Do you see me now? But we only see him, we only find him if we're looking for him. Herod and the religious priests had the prophecy right before them. They knew where this king of the Jews was being born. And they couldn't see what was right before them. There's no record that they saw the star. Only the Magi saw the star because they were seeking. They were looking for answers. And what the others missed, what the others saw is ordinary. The Magi saw as a miracle. A star used for the divine purpose of leading others to the newborn king. A miracle so powerful that it caused them to pack up and travel an arduous journey. A journey that some believe took over a year. Do you ever remember those gigantic spots? When I was a kid, I used to love seeing those huge spotlights off in the distance. Because when I was a kid, those spotlights always meant something fun. There was a carnival over there or something. And whenever I saw those off in the distance, those bright lights, I'd say, Mom, what is that? Mom, what is that? Oh, I don't know, just announcing something. Well, can we go look? Can we go look? No, it's too far. We don't want to go and see what that is. It's out of the way. It's probably nothing. It's just a little carnival. But these spotlights were shining for the Magi. That was a journey. That was a journey through the desert. They had to pack up everything they owned. A year's worth of supplies. It was a miracle for them. There was a transformation in their heart that said, Go, seek what this is. Find out more. Eventually, this ordinary star led them to Jesus. You see, God still uses stars today to lead people to Jesus. They appear in miraculous ways still. For some, it's an answer to prayer. For some, it's a miraculous healing or provision from God. But these aren't the actual stars. These are the result of the stars. Sort of like the light that shines in the dark showing you a light for your path. You see, the stars that God uses today are still pointing people to Jesus. God is using ordinary people like you and me who have Jesus in their heart and pointing back to him. Yesterday, we celebrated the life of George Stillman. He was a star. He was used by God to direct people to Jesus. He saw the miracles in life around him. 
one of the things that people kept saying over and over in the sharing time was how George found joy and happiness in all things, even in the small things, the mundane things. And when he saw God in his circumstances, he was able to point others to God too. And there lies the miracle. You see, God wants to enter our individual worlds. But we try to leave him out of those ordinary parts of our lives. For some of you, you find God easily in the blessings. But when it comes to the disappointments, and when it comes to the trials, suddenly God isn't so clear. We need to remember that God's power and his purpose are at work in all things. Like the Magi, you may feel if you followed a star and you ended up in a stable, ordinary stable, complete with the dirty animals and the stinky smells. And we ask ourselves, how could I end up here? What happened? What possibly happened from there to here, just like the way the Magi ended up. Imagine what they saw when they first were coming up on the scene. But they discovered that Jesus was there, even in the messy, even in the ordinary. Jesus was there. You might be ordinary, ordinary man, an ordinary husband or father. You might be an ordinary woman, a mother, an aunt. Today may seem no different than any other. And you may just feel that you are an ordinary person. But in the hands of God, who can change the ordinary into something extraordinary... There is no point in time, there is no place and no person that is ordinary to him. He changed the ordinary into the miracle of Jesus' birth. He wants to use you. He wants to take your ordinary life and turn it into something extraordinary. If you just submit to him. We can keep him in our lives, even in the ordinary. We just have to be conscious of him. We need to ask ourselves, which parts of our lives are so ordinary that we don't expect a miracle? Because God wants to bring forth miracles through us. But if we aren't willing, we'll miss them. Maybe you're willing, but you don't think you're qualified. Lord, I'm here, but I don't think you can use me. I want to be used, but I I don't have anything to offer, Lord. Do you think Mary thought she was qualified? Do you think Mary thought she had anything to offer the Lord? Or Joseph? Do you think Joseph thought, oh, yeah, I, I, I can do this. Come, Lord, call on me, uh, me, 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 me. No, he didn't think he was qualified. 
All God needs is your availability. All he needs is your willingness to do something. The same Holy Spirit that shined brightly a star for the Magi, that same Holy Spirit that conceived a miracle in the womb of Mary, is the same Holy Spirit that indwells those that call Jesus Lord and Savior. God wants to birth a miracle through every one of us. But in addition to being available and willing, we also have to recognize the miracles in the mundane. Because when we recognize the miracles, then we project the glory of God forth to others in those moments. And when we point others to Jesus, there lies the miracle. Let that be your greatest gift this season. Find God in the ordinary and use it for his glory as you show others the way to Jesus. Just as the star led the magi to Jesus. What happens when the Magi come into the presence of Jesus? It says, they left a different way. They were transformed. They were changed. They left after their encounter with Jesus differently than when they first arrived. If you're seeking for Jesus today, let today be that day you find him. If you already call Jesus Lord and Savior, remember to find the miracles in the mundane, in the ordinary. Because God is always working out his will and his purpose in all things and in all ways. And you just never know who might be looking to you to guide them to Jesus. We've heard those stories this morning about how God stepped into the ordinary and made it extraordinary. Ordinary hospital visits, ordinary surgeries, ordinary home visits. And God stepped in and made it extraordinary, made an extraordinary difference in the world. And that's what he's called us to do. Love in ways that matter. We can only do it when God takes us, ordinary men and women, and makes an extraordinary impact in the world. That's what it's about. Because you are a star for somebody. There is somebody in your circle of friendships, in your circle of family, that's looking to you to guide them back to Jesus. whether it's your children. For some of you, it is your kids. Be that star. Let God intersect you in the mundane and use you. All you need is your availability, and he'll do the rest. (laughs) Heavenly Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you for the ordinary, because it's in the ordinary we see you do your best work. Lord, I pray that we leave challenged by your word. I I pray that you put people in our path, Lord, that we can point back to you. 
Lord, we thank you for Jesus. We thank you for the miracles in our moments. We thank you for the miracles in the message of Jesus. We thank you for how you came to save us. In Jesus' holy and precious name, amen.